truth. You can't handle the truth. Talk the talk. Do you walk the walk? Active FM, it's PK, I'm back with my friend Luando. Uh, we've got an exciting topic to speak about today. Um, it's about forgiveness. What is forgiveness? But before we go on to that, uh, just a reminder, next week we're going to be reviewing the book The Gates of Hell Could Not Prevail by Pastor Mike McGrath. Amazing, amazing book. It's one of the best books I've ever read. Uh, read. And uh, Pastor Mike is a very, very good friend of mine. We've, uh, he ministered with me for about 14, 15 years. I've known him for probably 20 years. And uh, amazing man. Been through a lot in his life, a lot, a lot of life experiences. And uh, moves in the power of God. I've seen lots of miracles, lots of lives changed because of his ministry. So next week we will be, Luanda promises me he's going to read some of the stories, the individual little stories, which makes the book for me nice. So it's not one book with one story. It's a book of stories which are true and how God's power moved through a man just because he was obedient. And uh, that's the amazing thing. You know, uh, Pastor Mike just says he, he just does when the Lord speaks, he does. And... Um, yeah, so we're going to be, so he, one of the things that he said in the book, it says, we do the visible work and God does the invisible. Mm -hmm. So we pray for someone and all of a sudden almighty God does stuff. Um, it always amazes me. I'm so really in awe of the Lord that when something, we pray a simple prayer and almighty God does a mighty miracle. That for me is amazing. So in that book, there's a lot of miracles. But today we want to speak about forgiveness. What is forgiveness? And dealing with throughout my life, uh, even with my own traumas and disappointments and hurts and people stealing from me and people saying things and it's a way of people's life. Some people just live on the edge where they love to have strife in their life. So they say things. And the, the trick to it, being in ministry, is to deal with it quickly and to deal quickly in your heart, not to take offense and to forgive that person. Uh, it's easier said than done for some things because some people have been th in life, they've been through, literally been through hell because of people. And then as pastors and leaders in churches, we, we say, no, no, you have to forgive. But if we've never been through that, and had to deal with the forgiveness. How do we deal with it? So there's something that's important to remember. Forgiveness sets you free, not the other person. So a lot of people say, I, I, I forgive, but I can't forget. That's fine. We, the forgetting part comes with time. The fact is that if you want to forgive and you, you find yourself in that state of mind, let's say someone, I'll, I'll just take an example of a, a lady that came to me. She was abused as a child. And she said she'd forgiven uh, the person that did it was a person in their family. She said, but whenever his name was mentioned or she'd seen uh, or heard of an abuse, she would automatically go to that place. So she'd remember what happened. And then she'd, she, she, she said she, there would almost be like an anger that rose up in her. 
And then she'd have to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. You're in a good place when you're doing that. Because what you're saying is, I'm battling to forgive. I am forgiving. But when there's a memory of it, I'm, I'm really fighting it. Yeah. It's fine. You're dealing with it. It's when you say, I'm not forgiving that person. And I'm done with that person. And I hate that person. You know, um, the Bible, in the, if you go and read the, the Our Father Prayer, Maybe I must get to there. Maybe Luanda's got something as well. While I page to the Our Father prayer, maybe you've got something you would like to add short in the show, yeah? Yeah. Um, forgiveness is very, very crucial. You know, um, there, there are things that we can regard as chains because they're they, they pulling you back yeah. and they, they're holding you. But when you look at the whole thing about forgiveness, it's it's not a chain. It's something that you're actually holding on to. So there's no chain that's actually keeping you in one place and you're trying to escape, but you can't because you can't set yourself free. Yeah. But um, unforgiveness, it's actually you holding on to something. So you're the one who has to actually, you know, uh, uh, make a decision. I mean... Even the decision itself, there has to be factors to that decision. And I don't really, maybe there is a way, but I don't, underst- I don't understand if any way, if I can say that, because you, you, you need understand, you can have many ways, but if you don't have understanding, there's, there's, there's no much of those ways contributing into your life. So um, I don't know any other ways. I don't understand any other ways that can actually help you to to come to make that decision where you can actually just forgive and let go, you know, uh, uh, without Jesus, without what Jesus Christ has actually done for you, you know. So that is very, very important that you, you, you understand how much you have been forgiven in order to actually forgive. Somebody, yeah. Yeah, so... When you don't forgive, you're keeping yourself in, in, in one place. I mean, specifically in my life, in the things that happened in the past, there are many times where I've been challenged, and sometimes it was not even a challenge because, you know, being set free, it doesn't feel like a challenge. You know? So I, I actually had to, 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 to forgive, you know. I had to forgive certain things. And sometimes you end up even angry with your parents, because you you really don't have understanding of what they were trying to do and the only way to actually move on go forward is to tap into forgiveness is to forgive them and you will be surprised that sometimes you didn't even have to forgive them they were trying to help you but because of your lack of understanding you you thought they were doing you wrong they 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 did you wrong but as you grow up in the Lord and you realize, no, they were teaching me life. But now I understand. Now, you know? when you're older. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So forgiveness plays so much role in our lives. If you want to move on, you know, if you, if, if you, if you, you want to start afresh, maybe your, be- your boss actually did something to you or your friend did something. And now that has actually become... The, the, the default in your mind, whenever something happens, you know, you always blame it to that specific person. This person did this. That's why I can't make it and all that. Mm. And it, it's amazing how forgive, unforgiveness actually contributes to anger. Yeah. Probably if, Massive. If, 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 if... And it could cause you to sin. Yeah. 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 So, so I want to just add this. You know, Matthew, Matthew 6 verse mm. 7 is the, 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 our father, right? Yeah. 
actually Matthew 6, 8, but we must read Matthew 6, verse 7 before you read the Alpha. Yeah. It says yeah. something very important. It says, but when you pray, do not use vain repetitions. Mm. So there's many religions out there. They say, go say, you know, if you want to make God happy, go pray the Our Father ten times. Yeah. And Our Father, we are and Allah be thy name. Like, and what happens is people recite the prayer, but they actually don't know what it means. Yeah. And the part that's in there, it says, uh, Matthew six verse seven says, "But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do. Mm. Okay, for they think they shall be heard for of their much speaking. Yeah. In other words, when I'm praying." I'm also listening. When I'm speaking to Almighty God and I'm bringing a petition and saying, Lord, this thing, I'm also listening. I'm not just talking. And I'm not just repeating a prayer over mm. and over and over and over. Mm. Thing. If I say this prayer a hundred times, God has yeah. to hear me. And there's many that teach that. You know, there's people that teach that. Okay. Uh, it says, Be not therefore likened unto them. For your Father knows the things which you have need before you ask of Him. Yeah. And in this manner you shall pray, Our Father which art in heaven. I can teach on that, Our Father which art in heaven, a huge teaching because mm. we need to understand who are we praying to. When we speak about Our Father, what does that word Father mean? Go and research it. Abba, my, my Father, my Dad. Mm. It's power there. So we're not just speaking a prayer. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, it's a religious thing we do. I want to jump. I'm not going to read the whole Our Father prayer, but when I go to verse 12 and it says, and forgive, we're asking Almighty God, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Mm -hmm. In other words, though, forgive us the things that we owe to Almighty God, the mm -hmm. things we've done. Yeah. Okay. And then we, as we forgive the others. As you go and you read the prayer, and then he says, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The next two sentences are left out. We know the prayer, but we leave those two things out. It says, for... Verse 14, for if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. There's a condition attached. Mm. Then it says, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will the Father forgive you your trespasses. That is scary because yeah. what we're doing is saying, our Father pray, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us our trespasses. And he's saying, but what about those that have harmed you? Yeah. And there's no condition attached. It's not like, okay, they said bad things. Okay, that's level one. Then they did bad things. That's level two. Now, level three, when they abused you, you that's a different. It's not. It's the forgiveness in full. Now, I know what it's like to have to forgive people of bad things, like very bad things. You have to deal with it. It's not like I wake up today and say, okay, I have to forgive. I forgive that person. Because mm. it might be so bad. Abandonment, abuse. And, I mean, there's so many things that can be listed there. And I think of this lady yeah. that went through this trauma, having to deal with the forgiveness. She, what she was doing was uh, she was not giving up on forgiveness. She was saying, Lord God forgave me. I never abused someone. So for me to forgive that person that sexually abused me is a massive thing. It's not something we just say, hey, you better forgive. Mm. We have to deal with it. Mm. We have to go into it and say, okay, do you want to talk to someone about what happened? Mm. I think it's a good idea. We get a lady, you talk. Then, how do you forgive this person? Because it sits in the mind. Mm. This is where deliverance comes from. This is where cutting the saltar of that sexual abuse in her life. Yeah. Go back in the family. Were there generations of this happening? Yeah. Guess what? There was. 
okay, on both sides, on the, the man that molested her and on the side of her family, this thing was rough in the family. Mm. So how do you deal with it? So you forgive that person. Yeah. You can even go to that person and say, listen, I'm going to forgive you for this mm. thing. Okay, if it's possible, that's a good thing. And you might bring that person to salvation and they have to deal with forgiveness. Yeah. Not of just the thing they've done, but also on the forgiveness of, of what has happened to them. They might have to deal with it. Yeah. So one of the things uh, we with this young lady she had to deal with, she blamed God. She said, where was God? Mm. Okay. Why didn't he come down and stop this person? That's a whole other do- topic about free will. And God gives us free will. So we, we need to get to that point where we take our lives and say, okay, do we deal with forgiveness? That's an ongoing thing. Mm. Um, mm. There was a young man in our congregation. He came to me and he said, um, I'm the only white man that he trusts. The rest are evil. So I said, you're going to go through your whole life believing that. Why do you believe that? Mm. And we started going through his childhood do you know where the trauma came from? His mother and father had a bad traumatic experience with white people in the 60s. Mm. And they would talk about it con- continuously. He was born in, in the year 2000, no, it's more, 1998. But because they were keeping speaking about this, he felt trauma. He felt traumatized by it. So he took their pain, their unforgiveness onto mm. his heart. And when I asked him, I said, oh, okay. What have they done to you? He couldn't tell me one thing. He said, no, nothing. But they did this to my parents. So the generational curse was not a curse of abuse. It was a curse of unforgiveness. He had to deal with it. He had to speak to his parents. It was a long, it took years for the father to come to that place and of understanding. So we need to be very careful that we understand that the unforgiveness can take in our roots in our families yeah. and start be- becoming an issue. Yeah. So I don't know if you've got to add something there. There's a story that Jesus gave. It's a parable about the manager who had one of his employees. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can see you smiling. You know this story. <laughs> yeah, so it's an, it's an interesting story. And it's amazing how she's actually used most of the times in these parables like managers and the employees and yeah. all that, the servants. So this manager actually had a, a servant and who actually owed him a lot of money. But now he was supposed to go to prison, so he went to beg for, for forgiveness. Yeah. And the manager, you know... Gave thought, him mercy. Yeah, thought about this guy, gave him mercy, was kind. And then the dude now is forgiven. Guess what he does? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the person who owes him, and the person is begging for mercy, and he can't show mercy. So he got mercy for a huge sum of money. Yeah. The guy could have put him in prison. Yeah. His life could have been destroyed. His yeah. family. And the guy says, no, listen, okay, I forgive you. Yeah. And the very same thing that that guy did, he now did to somebody else. Mm. And what did he do? Beat the person. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's scary. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's scary. It's human nature. Mm. And we have to start having the nature of God. Mm. The Bible says it's no longer I that live, but Christ in me. And that's the evidence. Yeah. The Bible speaks about the fruits. What are the fruits? 
it's because people said, yeah, but it's it's fruits, it's love, it's compassion. I got love, I got this. It's not just a fruit. Mm. It's fruits. Yeah. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That yeah. means Christ in you. People will see. Listen, there's a change in. Mm. And and people recognize that in my life yeah. before I recognized it. Yeah. They started seeing, hey, but hold on, this guy is treating us differently. Yeah. You know? Um and and that is the evidence. The evidence is I forgive. Yeah. The evidence is that be, uh, all this stuff that's happened to me, I still have an opportunity mm. to say, you know what, this person made a mistake. Yeah. Um, and and many times people have accused me of stuff. I've ever uh, accusation now. Somebody accused me of stealing something from yeah. me, where they know it wasn't me, but they they they're trying to get money out of it, so they've made an accusation against me, mm. where they know it was their stuff. They stole the stuff. So I'm saying, okay, we, we'll leave it. Yeah. I, I forgive them. And we just carry on and see what happens because God is my judge. Yeah. So um, my prayer is, Lord, let the truth come out here. Let this man see. I try to, and, and the worst thing was I try to help this guy. Mm. And, and <laughs> it's backfired on me. So I'm, I'm like, Lord, I don't want to see this guy punished. I don't want this man punished mm. at all. What I want is the truth to come out so that he can see I haven't done what he's accusing yeah. me of doing. You know, and, and um, yesterday, funny enough, I said to my wife, is there anybody in our life, in and in my life, that I'm that I'm holding a grudge or there's a, uh, I'm I'm offended by this person? Yeah. And I thought I was fine, and then I I, I started thinking. I thought, no, hold on, I got a major grudge against this government, the ANC government. Major. <laughs> They've stolen, literally millions from me. Yeah. They've caused me aggravation and just terrible. Mm. So I had to go the, to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to forgive these people. Yeah. And there's not one person like I'm saying, okay, it's still wrong. No, it's an organization yeah. that has been evil. And now I have to get in my heart. I have to to set myself free to say, okay, what, whatever I think or speak, it's not going to change what yeah. they've done to me. So I set them free. Very, very, very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. Because now when I go and look at the documents or something else comes up and I see what they've done, I'm like, Lord, help me to forgive you. Yeah. You know, um, very difficult. And that's why I brought the subject up today because I know what it is to deal with forgiveness. Yeah, It's not an easy thing. And people say, no, no, you have to forgive and forget. The forgetting part can take a lifetime. Yeah, can really take a lifetime. Because how can I say to you, you've got to forget the trauma that happened in your life? How can I say to the Please father don't. and mother of this young man, you've got to forget what that white person yeah. did to you? I understand that they dealing with trauma. He he had no choice but to take on that story into his life. Yeah. So we we need to be very careful that we don't allow unforgiveness to fester within us because yeah. it's an open door for Satan to bring a lot of turmoil and trouble into your life. Yeah. And in actual actual fact, the Bible says there's many of you that are sick because you have not forgiven. Yeah. That that scripture is hectic. Yeah. Because you say, well, God's healed me. Yeah, but you can bring a sickness on yourself because mm. you have not forgiven your brother mm. of a simple thing. Mm. We need to give, forgive seven times seven. The Lord even gives us a maths equation there. Yeah, He gives us the amount of times we need to forgive. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't give that toxic person. Let's say it's a toxic person that is abusing you continually. It doesn't give that person the right to continue abusing you. Mm. So you say, well, I forgave him today. Tomorrow, I'll give an example. A friend of mine, he says that 
they give up the tithes and offerings and then a guy goes to the back of the church and he adds it up. Mm. And um, the one day the pastor felt he needed to give of himself into the uh, tithing. And so he took a roll of money and he put it in the, the box. Mm. So he knew in his mind he had given 2,000 rand that yeah. day. So anyway, the tithes come in the other day, they check it and there's 1,600 rand in the box. He's like, 1,600, but I put two grand. Yeah. And he was like, and then he realized, but hold on, this guy is stealing. So he was very upset. Mm. He's going to tackle this guy and that the Lord said no. You just go to him and say to him, listen, we're going to now have two people count the money. Uh, I need you to work somewhere else in the congregation. Mm. And whatever you've done in your life, I'm going to forgive you. Mm. He didn't say what it was. He just said to forgive. So they got someone else. They got two people, which would have been wise in the first place. Mm. Anyway, he says six six weeks later, the tithes, he says it's like extra money that they never had. Mm. And he realized this guy had been ripping them off. Mm. He says, and six weeks later, this guy comes to him and says, Pastor, I want to just tell you, I've been stealing money from this church. He said, okay, we forgive you. We move on and we've dealt with it. That guy came to a point where he had to fi- now find forgiveness for himself. Mm. Um, how, do, how do churches, should, should we have pulled him up in front of the congregation? Said, this guy's a sinner, he's stolen money. Well, if we do that, let's bring a whole congregation before and let's, get, let's speak about everybody's sin. The Bible says something very important. It says, if you have something against your brother, go to him and talk it out. If he is sinning and he hasn't sorted it out, take another elder with you, someone that's older, that that knows these things, go and confront him. Then, if he still doesn't rectify, bring him before the church. Mm. Correct him in front of the church. And then, if he still doesn't want to, kick that person out. Now, a lot of people say, "Ah, how can you judge? Mm. Well, if it's a, a, a sin that is affecting the congregation, affecting the church, you have to do that. Definitely. Have, have you ever seen that in a congregation? Have you ever heard of it happen? Have you? Mm. Yeah, I've, I've had to do it three times. Mm. So people say, how dare you? you got sin in your life. No, no, hold on. My sin is open. And if I have sin in my life in front of my congregation, I'll say, this is the things I'm battling with. I want it out in the open because if it's hidden in the dark, mm. Satan can use that. Yeah. So the relationship I have with my congregation yeah. is that of if I'm battling with something as a pastor, I speak about it. It's yeah. very, very, very important to do that. Bigger churches, the pastor can't do that. He must probably have someone that's pastoring him yeah. that he speaks about. Yeah. So I'm not saying that pastors are perfect and they don't need to deal with stuff. Yeah. Okay. We've all got shortcomings. The Bible says, for we all have sh- fallen short. And, and we need the grace and mercy of all, mm. all Almighty God. Okay, all have sinned. Mm. The thing is this, we don't have to continue. Yeah. We don't have to continue in that sin. Grace is the power to overcome. Yeah. Okay, grace and mercy gives you power to overcome. So we once had a lady in our church, very nice lady, and uh, she said to me, Pastor Kenneth, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I don't even have a bad thought. I have no sin in my life. Mm. And I said to you, you must be careful when you say that because what is sin in your life? It could be a small thing. She says, I'm telling you, I give to the church. 
I give abundantly. I help feed the poor. I look after the old lady next to me that lives next. And she started listing all the things that she was doing that was so good. And I thought, okay, well, maybe you can live in a place like that. I, I can't because I have thoughts of anger. Uh, if I see injustice, I get super angry. Mm. I, I, you know, I battle with it. And uh, yeah, I was like, okay. One day she came, we were giving ki the kiddies in the area um, different parcels for school. So they were getting books and pencils and because grade one was going to start now. So we had the little grade ones. We were giving them all these little things in that. And she came to me, she said, Pastor Kenneth, I've got paper and books and pens. I want to bless you guys with this. I said, wow, yeah. I said, where, do you, uh, where did you get this? How much was it? Because we were looking for stuff, you know, to buy. She says, no, no, I, I took it out of the where I work. They've got so much. So I said, hold on, did you ask your boss? She says, no, no, you won't know. They won't notice it because it's such a, a little bit and they've got so much. I looked at her, I said, my sister, you're the girl that tells me, you're the lady that tells me, I said, you've just stolen from your company. She looked at me, her face, she was so embarrassed. So my thoughts were, when she's with her pastor, mm. she's telling me what I, she thinks I need to hear about how pure she is and she doesn't even yeah. need to forgive herself or yeah. she doesn't even need the grace and mercy. Yeah. Okay, we all need grace, we all need mercy. We've all made mistakes. Yeah. The difference is, what are you doing with that grace and that forgiveness? There's a scripture I want to read to you that always sits in my mind. It's 1 Samuel 15, 22. It says, Samuel said, which does the Lord prefer? Obedience or offering and sacrifices? Is it better to obey him than to sacrifice the best sheep to him? Mm. At some point in our Christian walk, then there comes a time when you start to live in an obedience. What is obedience? Obedience is forgive your brother. You see, we can say I walk in a sinless life. I'm walking, I'm, I've got this. And then when we fall into sin, we think, okay, I'm going to give some extra money to the church. Mm. Lord, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to go do this thing. It means nothing to the Lord. Yeah. He gives you grace and mercy. The Bible says grace and mercy every day. Yeah. It's fresh every day. Yeah. The worst sin you can do is to think that you can give your way out of some sin. Mm. There's some religions, uh, and they, call, they say they're Christian. Mm. They believe that you have to go and give sacrificially to the priest or the, the pastor and then that sin is forgiven. Mm. I had a friend of mine, he, um, he worked with me. And every uh, Friday and Saturday, Saturday morning specifically, they would go to the church and give the priests money and ask to be prayed over. Yeah. And they would go light candles and things like that because they would gamble on a Saturday night. So the, why were they doing that? They were saying, Lord, give us luck tonight when we go and gamble. And I started every Monday morning. I'd say to him, okay, I won't say his name because he might hear one day. I'd say to him, how much did you win? And he'd tell me, i say, how much did you spend? So I knew how much he was spending. And I made a list over six months. Mm. And I showed him. I said, you've just lost 100,000 rand over six months. Because what he would be doing is he'd say, see, we prayed on Saturday. Look what happened Saturday night. We won this 12,000 or 25. He'd won big money. But he didn't ever show me what he was losing. Mm. And he thought God was blessing him because he would take a tenth of what he had won and go and give it to the priest. He wouldn't put it in the basket. He'd go to the priest and say, I'm giving you this blessing. 
as the priest, can you pray over me? And the priest would bless him. So, Father, as this man goes today and he goes and gambles, <laughs> which was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so he thought that God was blessing him because he was giving money and he was giving a sacrificial gift. Yeah. Obedience is far greater than sacrifice. Obeying God's word is far greater than any sacrifice you could ever make. Under the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice a lamb or an animal mm. to atone for your sin. Mm. And you know that that um, lamb or that blood, that innocent blood that was shed, didn't set you free of your sin. Mm. It just brought you into a place of cleanliness so that you could go worship for that time. Yeah. Okay. That's why Jesus said, it is finished. Yeah. The law was done away with. The law of having to do sacrifices was finished. He said, it is finished. Yeah. So we live under grace and mercy that is pure. Many, there's a religion that believes that Jesus was an angel. Mm. And I'm asking the question, what value has an angel's death for me? Has no, there's no value for me. Because how pure is an angel? Mm. So if an angel came in human flesh, he would be sinful. Mm. Jesus, the Bible says, he was the only one without sin. So Jesus gave us forgiveness from a pure, pure, pure heart, the heart of God. So what do we do with that forgiveness? Do we give it on to someone else? Mm. Or do we hang on to it and say, well, I've got my forgiveness. The rest of the people just have to follow. So, yeah, it's important that um, we understand that when we forgive ourselves, yeah. we have a change. I had to deal with self-forgiveness. Yeah. I had to deal with this, and it might sound funny, but my father was not a nice person. Yeah. So... When I thought of God the Father, I thought of my father. So because I had a bad picture of a father, I thought God was out to get me. Yeah. So I had to give, get to a place where I for, almost forgave God. It might sound uh, funny, but I had to forgive the idea that God was punishing me. He's not punishing. The Bible says that he, he chastises those he loves. So if you're caught up in sin or whatever, he has to chastise you. But if you're not doing that and you're caught up and you you you're not caught up in all these evil things. People say to me, well, God is punishing me to teach me a lesson. No, 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 no. What we sow, we will reap. Mm. If you go and sleep around and you end up with AIDS, people have said to me, why is God punishing me? So did God make you go and sleep with those women? No, you chose. So the punishment that you have, you've brought on yourself. You know, and, and we need to be just aware of that. Yeah. And if you want to add something there. Just in South Africa, one of the biggest things that we honestly facing and probably no one else out there is talking about it's unforgiveness. Massive. Because one thing that we focus on um, in parliament, it's like your economy, mm. you know, um, GDP, you know, but we we really don't talk about things that take place within people. You know, that's that's actually part of the process of 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 people functioning. Mm. You know, they are thinking, and what makes them you know not see in a positive way. We actually don't focus on that. So if you look at apartheid alone, it's just one thing. Like you were saying uh, about this young man yeah. who, yeah, who, who grew up with parents that were actually, you know, they were victims of apartheid. Yeah. And there are so many people 
actually out there. I know sometimes we, 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 we don't take it serious, but there are so many people who are out there and they're they, they facing this thing. Because even if you look at the, at the struggle that we, we have, it's as if this is the evidence of what happened in the past. Mm. But now, it's projected in that way by the politicians. You know, even if though it's, it's not the case today, mm. but to people who are on the ground, that's how they're getting it. You know, so whenever they're struggling in their lives now, they have an they have evidence, you know, to actually blame apartheid. They have a reason why they need to have unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. At the same time, the the how many people out there? I believe if you if you angry at someone, that's not always the case, especially if you if you, if you're not living in a in, in a righteous way. Mm. I've I've actually checked the, the 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 verse that says righteous anger. It's not in the Bible, <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> but I'm I, I just want to say, most of the times, if you're angry, and you don't know the Lord Jesus. Maybe even if you don't, it's possible that you can be angry. It doesn't mean you, you have unforgiveness. But most of the times that if you find yourself angry, maybe over one thing over time, uh, you might be having unforgiveness. Absolutely. And I, I, I notice how many people... I remember we had a show with two girls here. And we were speaking about uh, uh, ANC. And I just listened to their words. You can actually see these people but, uh, are actually hurt. You yeah. know, how many young people are out there? You know, when all these uh, uh, parties, they do their campaigns and all that, you have few young people actually going to support. It's like mm -hmm. people are like, you know, we have, we have lost hope, but they're angry, you yeah. know? And they have so much unforgiveness towards the, the leading party in, in, in South Africa. And one of the things... In fact, I think like never before, it has never occurred the way it's happening now. The whole GBV thing in South Africa, how many women are being abused? Massive. And now what's happening is that there's so much unforgiveness that's actually created. You know, women now are having this unforgiveness towards mm -hmm. men. And what's the sad thing? That's why you hear many women, they will say men are trash. I saw something the day before yesterday. Yeah. A woman came out. She said, I'm scared of South African men. Yeah. I mean, she just put every man in South Africa yeah. in a pot. Yeah. Do you know that, you, you, stranger to bring up that story about the two young ladies we had here. Yeah. When I asked them, what is, what is the future for South Africa? Very bleak, terrible. The youth yeah. have got no... Both those ladies have jobs. Mm. The one's a qualified lawyer. The other one's a social worker, qualified, yeah. got jobs. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah, because they said they had no future. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I wish I had that opportunity when I was younger. I yeah. never had those opportunities. Yeah. So the perception of, and and it's right what you're saying. It's unforgiveness. Yeah. They've never forgiven, and 30 years later we're still dealing with unforgiveness. Yeah. And and we use it as an excuse to say it's okay yeah. to be like this because of what they've done to us. And someone else is igniting. That's it. You know. No one is willing to say, okay, in order to move on, this is what we need to do. But so they, me, they, they, they keep pointing at the same do thing. Do you know why they do that? They've got nothing else. Yeah. If we remove the apartheid from the ANC right yeah. now, what have they got? Yeah. If the EFF removed the word apartheid from their manifestos and said, okay, 30 years later, we can't blame whites anymore. What have they got to fight? Yeah. There's nothing.
I think that that that's actually where you, if you understand leadership, that's where you can actually navigate. You know, yeah, <laughs> to to real leaders because where there's no creativity. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Uh, um, we like, find something else. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. What would you be doing if apartheid never took place? Yeah. You know, would you still be a leader? It's the same in, in a, mm. a husband-wife relationship. Yeah. There's a problem. So the wife says to the husband, listen, I, I don't know what's going on, but you, you're pulling away from me. There's a problem. Mm. He says, yeah, yeah, because of you. Then she says, okay, all right, what do you need me to fix? Well, it's a whole lot of things. So instead of taking responsibility and saying, listen, I have been a bit distant, yeah. I'm battling at work, I've got this issue, he, he can't, he's so proud, he's the pride is the problem. Mm. They're so full of pride that he can't say, listen, I'm battling. Yeah. Or I'm not happy, I thought our life would be different. Yeah. He starts to blame the wife. Yeah. And then he'll start to uh, put abuse out on her because she's just accepted that. Yeah. And, and, and this is what the ANC has done, the EFF, all these political parties, they can't succeed in what they're doing, so they just say, well, you know, guys, we have to realize it was apartheid. Yeah. Kanye West has did something. He says um, he's blamed the Jewish nation for controlling the black music industry. Mm. Then he says something. He says, uh, when a black man does something bad, it's all the blacks. But when a Jewish person does something bad, it's only that Jew. Mm. Right at the end, he says, yeah, but I forgive them. You cannot make statements like that over a nation. Yeah. It's like me saying, um, we know that uh, the Indian nation love to bargain. Yeah. If, if you go down to an Indian market and negotiate, they love to negotiate. This thing's 10 rand. Yeah, but I've got 8 rand. No, 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 make it 10. They love to negotiate. Now imagine if I said all Indians are like that. Yeah. They, they, they're terrible. They, they, you cannot do that. Yeah. He's just done that. Yeah. He just said the nation of Israel... Or, or they terrible. You must listen to the interview. Yeah. But then he says, oh, but I forgive them. Watch that man's life. Yeah. You cannot say that. We know that there's some Jewish people that are perverse. We know that there's a Jewish person that owns Disney, Walt Disney, and they're pu pushing this through about homosexuality and they're mm. abusing children. We know that. But to say that every Jewish person is like that, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. You've just made. You've just done. Yeah. What you what you're accusing them of, you just done, and and he says, oh, "Well, I forgive them." He, it, it's xenophobic what he's done. Mm. Okay, um, Australia has just rejected Israel, so I'm not saying all Israel Israeli people or Jewish people are perfect. Mm. There's some very evil ones. It's like saying that the German nation is evil now because of Hitler. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, there's Christian people that are they love the Lord. Yeah. Now you're just putting them all in there, you're all murderers. Mm. So um, I'd like you to, I want to go and watch this interview with Kanye West. Yeah. Just to see the full thing of what he's done. And he's basically, in his conversation, what I saw, uh, I listened to the 10 minutes where he lambasted Israel and the Jewish nation. But he's put them all, that they're all evil. Yeah. And they're all hungry for money. He says, when the Jewish nation, one Jew makes money, they all eat. He says, when one, black makes, when one black man makes money, he eats by himself. What are you saying? You're knocking your own black brothers and sisters, and you're blaming the Jews. Mm. So, um, yeah, very wrong of him to have done that. It's like saying all colored people, because they've got black parents and white parents, now they've they got the, the bad mm. white people and black people, and they're bad. 
it's crazy to even think that. This is what he's saying. So he's put the Jewish nation on its back foot saying, you're all evil. Mm. He's evil for having said that. Yeah. You know, I've got Jewish friends that are amazing, giving like you cannot believe. Bless people, they, they're really, really amazing people. But what he's saying is, no, they're all the same. They're not. Yeah. So I think we just ran out of time. But um, I'm excited next week to uh, do our book, mm. book review. And funny enough, the first story mm. goes around forgiveness. In that book, the first story is about forgiveness and what it can do to a person's life. Yeah. So perhaps there's someone listening to this, you're battling to forgive someone, someone's abused you, someone's stolen from you, someone said something bad about you. Um, I want to challenge you, and maybe I just want to end with a prayer today. Mm. Father, whoever's listening to my voice right now, and they're battling to forgive, they're like, I've tried, I just can't. Right now, I ask that your Holy Spirit would just give them that ability, I set them free. The, the thoughts in their mind, I set them free right now. That when they have these thoughts of this person doing what they've done, they would start to say, Father, thank you through your Holy Spirit to help me to forgive this person. That I realize that Almighty God hung on a cross. Jesus hung on a cross for my forgiveness. The Bible says there is no forgiveness of sin without pure blood. There is no remission of sin without pure blood. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ. When he said, it is done, it is finished. That meant that my sin, my shame, my pain is on that cross. And that I give that to that next person that desperately needs the same thing. That through forgiving them, they might draw closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. I bless you, Father. I pray for this radio station that it starts to grow exponentially, that people start to listen, that uh, we start to achieve what, we, what they set out to do with this station, Lord. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for our salvation our grace our mercy every single day why would i be without you lord in jesus mighty name i pray amen 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 active fm is everywhere go find us and click that button twitter facebook tiktok instagram Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and so much more. more. See all the fun posts, get involved in interesting discussions, voice your opinions, and get updates by following us on social media. Spread the word. word. It's that simple. Become part of the family today because radio has never been better. Active FM. Radio has never been better.